Welcome to the Human Plus Nature podcast show. I'm your host, Brad Harden. Let's grow. This is the podcast about challenging ourselves to grow in our faith, finding the fortitude to persevere through obstacles and tough times, and not letting fears and failures stop us from becoming awesome human beings. Add the element of nature and going outside to revive our souls and renew our spirits, and you have a complete life. This is Human Plus Nature. Our special guest today is Jessica Jones. She is a mural painter from Conway, Arkansas. Her story starts a few years ago when she suddenly lost her husband to heart complications, and he left behind her and her two children. And she talks about how she used her gift to give her hope and to get her feet back off the ground and moving again. And she also wants to use that gift of art to inspire many other people. So bear with us today on the sound quality of this episode. It's not great. Uh, you might have to turn it down, uh, the volume, just a little bit. But bear with us as we have a lot of good information. And Jessica talks a lot about dealing with loss and how to overcome that and how to keep pushing on and keep pursuing your passion. So enjoy our conversation today with Jessica Jones. When did you realize that art was your gift? Uh, I think it was more of a, a slow progression realization. I don't think it was an overnight kind of thing. You know, the people just uh, would ask me like, hey, could you do this for me? And I'd be like, well, I don't know. I can try. And, um, and after like several reoccurrences of those type of situations, um, kind of was like, I seem to have done this a couple of times and people seem to be pretty pleased with it. So, um, but you mentioned, <laughs> right. You mentioned that you were into art and drawing at a young yes. age. So you, you've always been yes. doing that. So I've always, I've always done it in my, in my spare time, just mainly for myself, not really for anyone else. Um, mainly cause there's a lot of confidence issue. I didn't feel like it was really good enough to do for anyone else. Um, you know, just having a couple people push me like, you know, I'd really like for you to try to do this. I think you can do it. Um, and, and taking that step and, uh, and then, you know, kind of gaining like confidence and looking back like, wow, you know, I did that and kind of started to build momentum from there. So at, at what point or what led you to, to become a mural painter? Um, well, I... <laughs> it more of just kind of happened so kind of it's 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 a little bit of a a story but in 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 Conway I started being a part of the art walk and I was just like selling like little craft stuff that I made um and I just happened to mention to someone you know I really enjoy painting and they were like well hey uh you know Kings is looking for someone to do some painting for them would you be willing to try it and I was like sure and so I painted, um, actually, they were just like these cubes that were on the patio, just little table things. And um, people liked them so much. Uh, these, the owners of the, um, that was the Naked Hippie, the kombucha place, they are like, hey, we want people to paint all over our building. Um, and so, but they, they were, you know, weren't really wanting to pay. They were like, you know, right. we'll do trades and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, I'll paint, but I want this whole side of the building, <laughs> and I want to paint this, 
and I want to put my website up there and they were okay with it um and I don't know it just was like a it was a little bit of a high like you know I was like wow I really like painting on walls I like painting big um and uh, uh around that same time um they I had uh received the job uh at the new blue seal coffee at donaghy hall well it's now gone rest in peace but um <laughs> uh and my my friend jessica crumb who works with silver lake design studio um she collaborates with a lot of local artists and so she had asked me to uh design a octopus kraken thing and they were going to do it as a vinyl but just didn't really like the level you can only get a certain level of detail when you're cutting out of black plastic shading and stuff that you just can't get with paint and so four days before they opened uh they were like can you make this a mural and we need it done in four days right um and i got it done i wouldn't recommend doing that uh <laughs> but um that was real that was a real eye-opening thing for me just doing that and um and i liked it and um had really good response uh and it was like i i, I could make a career out of this right and so you've been doing murals for how many how many years? uh it's been about uh, three years now okay and so you know when we talked before we started the, the podcast that you know, a few years ago, your husband passed away kind of unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. So talk about, you know, how did you initially deal with that, that loss? Yeah, so I, I was, so it was probably a year into me um, uh, working as an artist um, more professionally. I was still doing it. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was still doing it very much, you know, on the side. Like, I would paint uh, at night when my husband was at home with the kids. Um and so he he passed i was in the middle of a, of a painting job at king's um and yeah i just basically you know i stopped everything um you know just kind of there's a lot um you know something unexpected like that hits you it's you just start your it, life functions differently um and it you know you don't really know where where to go and so I honestly, you know, I stopped that project and I didn't know if I, I, at the time I had no idea if I would ever pick it back up again, you know, and just was really very, not even something I was worried about, you know. Um, and probably about a month after he had died, you know, I just, you know, there's a time where, you know, the, the funerals are over, the visits are over, family all goes back. And you're you're back in your house. Life is very different. Um, you know, there's a big piece of what was your normal life is gone. So you have to try to find some sense of normalcy again, or, the, or as like they like to say, a new normal. Right. Which is true. It's it can just um, some of those things can be can sound a little trite, even if they are true. Sure. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I I was in the middle of this job. You know, I take. I take great pride and part of my success, I think, as, as a professional artist um, in doing what I say I'm going to do, especially when I say I'm going to do it. Um, and so I was just like, well, I, you know, I was in the middle of painting this job, so 
um, I guess that's something I can do today is I can go paint and so um, I would take the you know Kings is a is a bar I was painting on the patio but they're closed during the day so I would take my kids with me on the pa outside patio and kind of corral them in and just paint you know very slowly um, it was very uh, kind of forced you know I think that there's this idea and it's not necessarily wrong that uh, sadness breeds creativity but at that point that was that was not where I was it was very much an intentional like you are going to get out of bed and you are going to do this um, putting one foot in front of the other kind of thing and you know after working on that piece um, finishing it you know starting to come to a point where it's like okay you know I, I was a stay-at-home mom um, I have to work you know I have to prov I, I have to provide for my family sure. now right um, and so I, you know, I, I have various skills, you know, I, things I could go do. Um, but art was the one thing I was, I knew that I was passionate about that when I, when I don't dread, I don't have dread Sunday night, you know, about going to work Monday morning. Right. Um, you love Monday just like it's Friday. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, it was, you know, they say the find the thing, that one thing. And that was that thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really didn't know, I didn't know if I could support my family with, with doing art. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm just, this is going to be an experiment, one big experiment. I've got a little bit of an emergency fund. I feel like I have some marketable skills that I could find a job in an emergency if I needed to. Um, but we're just going to do this month by month and see how long I can make it. Um, and it's been two years, and I've made it. So <laughs> it still feels a little bit like an experiment, you know. I mean, I feel that I'm. You never know as a freelancer. You know, the market could crash. People could not want to invest in art, and but you know that's something I'm okay with. You know, I'm I'm okay with doing what it takes to provide for my family, um, and I'm okay with doing what it takes. To live in my passions you know um i <laughs> it's funny i had a sometimes when you uh they did an article on me in a local um publication and i feel like i maybe didn't convey something well because they were they did a quote that wasn't a direct quote that just because you do art doesn't mean you have to be poor and i didn't like that for a couple <laughs> of reasons one i felt like it was saying poor like there's something negative sure. about being in poverty um and two because <laughs> i probably am poor considering <laughs> it's just that i'm okay with adjusting my standard of living that's right. what makes me happy for me having things is not more valuable to me than uh doing something that i love right so i'm okay with 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 being happy with less and and being comfortable in that. Right. You put your hope in your craft and what yes. you do, not in what you can get. Yes. Not that there's, I mean, there's some people, their passion is, you know, living comfortably and that's okay. That's yeah. just not my passion. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, to me, pursuing my passions is living comfortably. Sure. That is where my comfort right. lies. Um, so, yeah. 
You mentioned uh, just a second ago, you said that, you know, and, and this is understandable that after the loss of your husband, there was a point where you just, you thought, I'm just going to, I'm done. I don't want to paint. You know, I don't really want to do anything. So what is, what was the point exactly where you said, you know what, I, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get back to what I'm, I love doing? What was, what was the defining factor in you well, getting back on your feet? You know, I think a, a huge thing, I can't be more thankful for my two children because, um, you know, I, they had, honestly, and even to this day, my biggest sadness isn't for myself, it's for them. Mm-hmm. That the loss that they experienced, that's something that no child should experience. Sure. Um, and frustrating as a mother, because you want to protect your children, and something that you, know, you weren't able to protect them from. But what I knew is that my kids had already lost one parent, and I didn't want them to lose two. You know, I, I, I wanted to to be there and provide for them as best as I could. Um, and so, you know, I, <laughs> I do remember like, you know, making bargains with God, like, you know, okay, well just let me live until they're 18 <laughs> and then just take me out of this world. Cause I don't want to be here anymore. Right. It sucks. Um, but you know, they, they were my biggest reason. And, and even my reason for choosing to pursue art um, is that, you know, I want them to, I want to set an example to them, you know, that that you can, you know, no one should ever tell you that art, art isn't a real job or exactly. music or whatever it is that you're passionate about, um, that those are lies. And so, but if I wanted to tell them that it had to be, I had to, I had to live it, you know. Um, and so that was it for me and I, and I will say that it wasn't just like a you know like a ah, moment like it was it was it was it was hard it was work right you know it I it was like I don't feel like painting today I don't feel creative I this feels this feels forced but I'm going to keep doing it until it doesn't right <laughs> and, and I want to touch on something you know everybody deals with tragedy and loss differently there's different forms of grief sometimes it's a long process and but you know for me i've seen people too that deal with loss in a very negative way you know they may turn to substance abuse or they may get really depressed and and those kind of things what you know if somebody was to listen to this that has been through a loss it's just really struggling you know what would you say to them well you know i would say uh get a good counselor right um, I, you know, and, and you need community. Yes. I mean, I, if I, I look back, you know, sometimes I, you know, I come in contact with people that are in, in the middle of fresh loss and it's hard to know, you know, what, what advice do I have? I've experienced this, but do I have any real advice? And I have to look back and how did I get here? And the biggest things I can point to is, I mean, my community has mm. been invaluable to me. Just people to that support you and are like, you know, it's okay to be where you are. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. We're not going to try to cover that up. You know, the, if there's anything uh, worse when you're in grief, it's for people to, that that it makes them makes people feel uncomfortable, so they want you to to not be that way but that doesn't really fix the problem um and so you know my community my church community um 
you know, I was very blessed in that my husband was very active in the community, and so there were a lot of people that he knew that came along to help me. Um, and and you know, I can't say enough how valuable a good counselor is. Um, I mean, you just just being able to talk uh, out that process with a professional it's different than talking to a friend especially someone that um is objective as they can be sure. um community and counselors so that would be my <laughs> well you know you touched on something and one of the things that i, I want to get across in a lot of these uh a lot of these discussions is that community is huge it's so big. i mean in, in everything you know not just with loss but in everyday life everything we go through we need people in our lives that care about us and love us enough to say hey this is probably not best for you or this is best for you or in the case of dealing with loss just letting you grieve but saying hey i'm here whatever you need i'll be here so we'll segue into into this you know your murals that you put up over the city that is all about community Mm -hmm. you know bringing people together based on what you what you what kind of art you have okay and so you know every piece that you do in in my mind because i've seen them you know they give hope to people so do you recognize that everything that you do is is giving people hope or enriching their lives just by by seeing it or is that something that you haven't really thought much about it's it's definitely a a huge factor of what i do um i think that artists can function differently in this and there is no in my perspective there's no right or wrong way some um, artists paint as a way of um of processing um, their thoughts and feelings and and while I do that as well usually it's stuff more that I keep personal but a lot of the murals that I do I want to I'm, I, I like to create them for other people mm. I want something that um, that is speaks to other people and is engaging um, because I think that it's an important part of of life of an, of an engaging uh, town community as a whole if you look at um, smaller you know say third world countries um, they don't have a lot of things like things that we consider as necessities in our culture uh, they usually have music and art right true um, so I think that I think that there is something that maybe we take for granted uh, in the way that those things enrich our lives right true so let, let's shift gears for just a minute and let's talk about, um, you know, finding your gift because here's the way I look at gifts. Everybody has a gift or multiple gifts. Everybody does. We've all been blessed with something. But the way I look at it is that there's three ways that each person can, can take their gift and use it. Some people can use it for harm to others. I mean, use it in ways that actually destroy lives or, or for selfish reasons for their own. Um, people can always also take their gift and never do anything with it for fear of failure, maybe just worrying that it's not good. They're not good enough, you know? And so the third option is taking your gift and actually helping mankind, you know, helping for the greater good. And so, and that's what I see that you're doing, uh, through your artwork. Well, you know, what would you say to maybe person too, who they have a gift, but they're just, they're afraid, you know, to actually use that gift or to pursue it because Here's the thing that you mentioned earlier that is really important is that so many people don't love Monday. Mm-hmm. They don't love going to work. Yeah. They know they dread sunny nights. And I think 
for whatever reason, that's become like the staple in America. But yeah. really and truly, I think that's not how we're called to live. I think we're called to live to enjoy every day, to give it all we have every single day, no matter what we do. So what would you say to somebody that's trying to figure out what their gift is? And if they even know what it is, how do they actually pursue that? Well, I think that I, I, I do believe we listen to fear too much. Mm. And um, if, it, if it's any encouragement to anyone, I'm never not scared. In fact, I am always, I mean, those, those, negative, those negative thoughts are always there. You know, sure. they'll say like, well, what if this time you really mess it up and this is on a wall and everybody's going to see it? Um, you know, I, you just have to be able to say, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that could happen. But, you know, I tell myself it's only paint. I can paint over it if right. it looks bad. Um, and it, it does, I think that there are a lot of people who are just simply not, not doing what they love because they're afraid of failure. But, you know, failure means that you tried, um, which, you know, is, I, I feel has more value than just listening listening to fear becoming a victim of your fear and I think that I, I thought when I first started painting that maybe that was something that would go away but so far it hasn't I'm still I still get scared every job that I do every time that I create a concept for someone um, well maybe they're they're gonna hate it or you know those th those things those things don't go away so I don't know if maybe you know, before I started doing this, if maybe I believed, you know, because you compare yourself to other people, and oh, yeah. I still do that. Like, and the truth is, is that there will always be people that are better. You know, I mean, you're never going to be the best. That's okay. Right. Um, I kind of took a took a stance at some point. I was like, well, there are better artists, but none of them are doing doing this. So if no, none of them are going to do it, right. then I guess I'm going to do it. Um. So, you know, just just really understanding that that fear is something that everyone, even those people that you look up to, they deal with that too. Um, it's no one's immune to it. Uh, it's just whether or not you listen to your fear or you listen to your passion. And, and here's the key too, like whenever you have a gift, in order to grow it, there's going to be lots of challenges. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you would say that every mural that you do is a challenge. Oh, for sure. You know, even if you've done it for however many years, every time you get to do it and step up, you're like, this is going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy. And I think a lot of times we look for our gift to be something that's very easy, but in reality, it's going to be challenging to us. And I think that's what makes it, you know, our gift is that we enjoy it so much that we are willing to face the challenge. And so that's something else too, if you want to yeah. just touch on the, the challenge of each for, mural. For sure. Yeah. I mean, every every mural is very different i mean every wall is very different so uh for example the the wall that i the big floral mural that i finished recently uh, i was i started painting in january and it's outside and i'm painting in latex paint that will freeze if the weather gets below freezing um not to mention that i'm very cold being outside uh, yeah in the, middle of in the middle of winter um but this is an event center and that's their downtime where they don't have as many weddings so it was the best time for me to be painting 
Um, and so that was a challenge. And, you know, I had a time where the air was just too wet because it's pretty wet that time of year. And all the paint ran down the walls. And then I went oh, to man. touch it all up and I had the wrong black color paint. So I had to touch all that up again. Um, this mural that I'm about to start on is on a brick wall with a, with so it's not smooth so that means that when I paint a straight line there's gonna be a bump in the middle of every straight line and it's a 75 foot long wall so that's mm. a lot of cracks um, and so I'm you know having to create a whole new game plan that's different than every other mural that I, and, and that's that's scary you know it's again it it those new challenges you know tear open new holes for new fears um and so it's you just have to 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 try your best keep learning and and you know understand that um there are very few mistakes even if it's paint on a wall that are permanent and so um you know i think that i for me i kind of have to coach myself through okay, well, if this doesn't work out, like, let's be realistic. The world's not going to come to an end. What will you do? You'll paint over it. Uh, you'll fix it. Um, and so, and also, you know, looking at past successes, it's like, well, you were able to do this and this. You didn't know if you could, and you did it. And that, for me, I know that helps kind of push me forward. Now, I wasn't even going to touch on this, but you brought up something as you're talking, when you when you do a mural, you may put that completed product on Instagram, let's say, mm -hmm. or, or somebody may drive by and they see this completed mural, they think, man, that is beautiful. But we rarely think about the amount of work, mm -hmm. the amount of maybe mistakes, or, or what you're talking about, you know, touch up, all these things that go, and that's something that I think as people that we've been accustomed to with social media, is we see a finished product, it doesn't have to be with painting, with anything, with mm -hmm. anything that people are pursuing, we see their finished product, or maybe they're they have this extravagant lifestyle and mm -hmm. that either may not be true or we have no idea the work that they put in to get there. And so we have to understand that everything is a process. It's going to take time. It's going to be difficult, but we have to keep, if that's something we love, it's something we're really passionate about. We have to just keep pushing through and say, you know what, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to get there. Yes. And so that's super important. Yeah. I think that, and that's, that is a, an issue with, social media as well is we can feel defeated before we start because all we see are finished products true um in that life as a whole is it's it's all of it it's messy it's beautiful it's painful and everyone will experience a small and major pain and loss in their life um to think that you're immune to that is is foolish it's not doing you any good for yeah. sure um to to you know approach life with that level of grace towards yourself and towards others because you don't know what people are dealing with but yeah I've, i mean that's that's no that's no new thing that the social media definitely presents a very it's a finished product of life of successes which are just not the whole story at all sure so um what is What's next for Jessica Jones? I mean, I know you said that you have this this mural you're going to put up on this brick wall. It's going to be difficult. But what are some of your goals or your visions beyond that? So my my goals, I do like I do like painting on big surfaces. Um, I I would like to um, I would like to engage more artists, um, even just in here in Conway to 
to create public art and whatever that is for them. Um, I don't. I don't want to be the only one painting Conway. <laughs> um, Conway's getting pretty big. There's Conway, a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Here. Um, so I I would hope to engage um, more of an arts community. And for for me, you know, I I you know I see a canvas in every wall, so I'm, I would like to paint as many things as I can, and you know, just kind of open to the the paths that that takes me. Um, I would love, there are a lot of mural artists that really inspire me that, you know, travel the world and paint murals, and I do love to travel. Me and my kids um, have taken a couple international trips, we'll be taking one soon. Um, so to be able to combine those two things would be pretty awesome. You've seen like the painters that can do like the 3D art, like oh, where yeah. it just looks real mm -hmm. and like you're a part of that, that's... Yes, and there's even an artist that I, um, that I follow that does... Uh, murals that look differently if you look through them through a blue lens or a red lens so you can see like maybe it's like a skeleton and then it's like the actual people like skeleton of two people kissing and then you can see like if you look through the other lens you can see the actual there are no limits with art right no no, no. and and there's nothing there's the idea that everything has already been done and i think that there's some truth to that but you can there, things can always be done differently sure um, and you can make them your own and so I you know it's it's there's a fine line become becoming inspired by other people and feeling defeated by their accomplishments um, and that's something that I have to be aware of even for myself you know right okay so as as I like to do on this show I always finish up with two questions okay okay and it's basically it's called would you rather and I'm gonna give you two options and you have to pick one okay you can't change up the options and you can't say I don't want to do either <laughs> so, you, so you have to pick one or the other okay okay and since um, painting and art is your thing we're gonna start with kind of a question on that so okay. here, here's your question it's uh, would you rather paint a mural on the side of the hundredth floor of a building while repelling off the side or paint a mural five stories high while standing on stilts uh, I would definitely rather repel. That sounds pretty cool. Really? So you're on the 100th floor yeah. repelling yeah. and painting a mural? Yeah, I like repelling. That sounds cool. Wow. I mean, I want to work big and high, so, I mean, as long as I, you know, have pretty, make sure that I have good safety gear. Uh, stilts, I don't think I could do that. No? No, no stilts? No stilts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have good enough coordination so for that. So forget, forget the five stories high. We're going okay. to 100, 100 We're going to 100, yep. Okay, definitely. awesome. That's fair um, enough. Uh, okay, and then second question is, and this is nothing to do with painting, this is just completely random, but would you rather be able to walk on water to unlimited locations or be able to teleport within 20 miles of your home? Hmm. So you can walk on water wherever you, wherever you see water, you can walk on it, get to wherever you want to go. Or you have an option of teleporting, but it can only be within 20 miles of your, of your home. Uh, I think I would have to go with the walking on water, even though teleporting sounds really cool. Right. I live kind of in, in the country, so 20 miles wouldn't get me very far. Well, it would probably get you there where you need to go, right? Well, like, Maybe. yeah, I like to travel, though, so, oh, okay. you know, I mean, it'd get me to, like, work and stuff, so it might save me, you know, like an hour a day or something, but getting to walk on water, that sounds pretty sweet. 
So, like, if you walk on water, you're just going to sprint across the ocean and just kind of chill out and sit down whenever you get tired. Yeah, yeah, and just, like, pack pack a bag. Pack a bag. Run to Europe. <laughs> she's packing a bag. She's heading to Europe. She's going to walk there through the water. Uh, I've done some backpacking trips in Colorado. It's yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, right? that sounds fun. Um, Jessica, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and to share your thoughts and take your time. So, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Wow, what a conversation it was uh, to talk with Jessica Jones. Uh, she is such a delightful and wonderful person to be around. She has an awesome personality. And just to hear her story of what she's been through and how she's dealt with it, and also the fact that she is trying to, to give hope to other people, not only through her art, uh, but through what she's been through as well. And the most important thing to me was that she is trying to set that example for her kids and be there for them and help show them the way of pursuing their passion in life. So uh, what I want to do on these episodes after talking with a guest is I wanted to, to talk about five takeaways from the conversation, five things that I thought were the highlights that I really want to, to, to talk about and kind of get, get it drilled into you as we finish up these episodes and so that you can kind of take it with you, process it, think about it, chew on it a little bit, and hopefully you can somehow use this in your everyday life. So the first takeaway from this episode is to encourage others in their gift. I think that in society we often are very negative people, uh, very hateful, and we criticize way more often than we encourage. Now, there is some good constructive criticism that takes place and is needed, but for the most part, we seem to always want to find the negative within everything that happens in life and with other people. And so my plea to you is that you start encouraging people in their gift. And, and the gift could be uh, many, many things. It could be leadership. It could be teaching, cooking, could be art, music, could be math. Uh, there are a lot of different things that people are talented with that, um, that, that they have gifts in. And it's our job as humans to recognize their gifts and help encourage them to pursue that gift. Because sometimes people may not even realize what their gift is, even if they're good at something. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that no one's really uh, told them any other way. And so I really want us to try to go out and encourage each other, uplift one another in our gifts. And tell people that you're thankful for their gift. A lot of times we don't recognize uh, some people who have gifts that may, it may seem as though their gift uh, is minor. It may seem like they're not, uh, it's not as valuable. But trust me, everyone's gift and what they do in life uh, is very valuable. And, and it definitely, if they're using that gift to help mankind, we need to recognize that. We need to encourage them, continually uplift them, and help them to constantly grow in their gift. That's the first takeaway. Takeaway number two is to love Monday. And I really hope to get this drilled in to your head over and over uh, throughout different episodes is that I really believe that you have to start learning to love Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. You're not just going to be working for the weekend. And here's my thought on this, and like I said, I may address this later on, but my thought is this, if, 
if you work 40 hours a week and you work about 50 weeks out of the year, you can do some quick math on that and realize that that is 2,000 hours roughly a year that you're working. And if you're miserable in your job, especially if you're miserable Monday through Thursday, then you're miserable a considerable considerable amount throughout your entire life. And I think it's just it seems as though it's the American way that we go to our jobs and if we're miserable, it's okay because we're going to get a paycheck, we're going to get some good benefits. Maybe there's something else uh, with our job that we might like, but overall we're very dissatisfied. We're, we're just tired of working in that capacity. And so here's, here's what I can encourage you. Uh, if you're feeling like Mondays are terrible, here's, here's what I can, can tell you that might help. Number one, try to find a different position within your job, within where you work. If you don't like your position, see if you can seek out a different one. See if you can uh, get a promotion. Uh, if you don't like what you're doing, at that job, I'm sure there are other roles that you may be even better at. And so definitely go out and try to pursue uh, getting into that position. Number two, if you're miserable at work, then don't work there anymore. And I, I think we, we somehow tell ourselves, convince ourselves that once we're at a job that we have to stay there, especially as you get up in age, maybe into your 50s or mid-40s, you think to yourself, oh, I'm here. I've been here for so long, I can't go anywhere else. Well, that's not true. It's um, definitely a lie that you've told yourself or you've heard from somebody else. You can most definitely, at, at that point in your life, go find a different job. It may not be switching jobs completely. You may not go from being an accountant to uh, being a, a scrub tech or something at a hospital. I mean, you may not have an extreme change, but nonetheless, you may change uh, where you're working at. It may be that the atmosphere is toxic and you just can't take anymore. And so if you have to, go to a different location. Number three on that uh, is whatever you do, if you're working at a place and it's making you miserable, don't spend your time complaining to everyone else about how you hate your job. Because at the end of the day, if you are going around and talking about how terrible your job is, how you don't like your bosses, you don't have enough time off, the breaks are short, whatever the case may be, you're actually spreading negativity to all your other coworkers. And now you have an extreme toxic, toxic environment and nobody at the end of the day is going to want to work there, especially if they're a part of your team. Um, if they're within, you know, they work in your capacity and you're in your building, in your room, if you work together, you're going to create an atmosphere where nobody wants to be there. And so it's not healthy for you, and it's definitely not healthy for anyone else uh, at that point. So I encourage you to learn to love Mondays. Learn to think about Sunday night and be like, man, I'm ready for work tomorrow. And I think we understand that you know, on the weekends we kind of have time off. We get time with our families, time to rest. Maybe we get to go somewhere on the weekend, and that's great. That's, that's definitely something to look forward to. But I think we can do better as a whole of being more excited and more happy at work Monday through Friday, not just on Friday, but every day. Takeaway number three, people need your gift. Never, ever give up. I, it, I don't know how I can, how I can express this 
um, enough because there are so many people, so many people that give up. Not just on their life, I'm talking about give up in what they're pursuing. They give up in the gift that they've been given. They give up in pursuing their passion. They give up in being the person that they're called to be. And someone out there is going to need your gift. And it may take you a long time to perfect your gift or to get it to where people are noticing it or to where it's helpful. And that's okay. When we talked with Jessica, she didn't start out as a mural painter. She started doing small jobs and she realized that early on that this was something that she was really passionate about. People were telling her that her work was good. And so she kind of took off in the direction of, well, let me pursue this and see what happens. And then she started getting offers to do these murals on, on businesses. And then it took off from there. And now she has painted several play, uh, pieces in Conway, Arkansas, all because she continually pursued this gift. And because of her pursuing this gift, it has provided hope and it's provided um, people with something to look at and uplift their day. It's provided uh, opportunities for families to get together and take pictures in front of her mural. So it's bringing people and the community together. But had she at any point not pursued it or given up on it, especially, you know, after the tough loss of her husband, one of the things that she mentioned was that she had to get back up on her feet for her children. She had to set the example and provide for her kids. And to me, that's so powerful because if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have kids, I want you to realize that somebody out there is in need of your gift and your example. Somebody is needing you to step up and say, uh, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to continue to work hard. I'm going to continue to uh, do what I need to do in my craft and to cultivate it and work hard and let it grow. And so never give up on your gift. Always pursue it. Always try your very best to do what you can with what you have at the moment. And be thankful. Be thankful that you have what you do in life because you never know when things are going to go away. And you never know when somebody is going to be in need of you uh, using your gift to help them and give them hope. Takeaway number four. And we will definitely, absolutely, most 100% definitely talk about this topic a billion times over. And that is, you got to push through fear. Take it head on. I, I, I think the saddest thing in life, the absolutely saddest thing is that we let this thing called fear keep us from being the person that we were born to be. Literally, it is something that weighs over in our mind over and over and over. It's something that keeps us from doing so many things in life that we really want to do. I mean, there's you could stop right now, we could pause the podcast, and I could let you make a list of like five to ten things that you want to do and that you've been telling yourself you want to do, but because of fear, you haven't done it. Because of the idea that you might fail, because people might make fun of you, because you maybe you don't think you have the resources to do it. Maybe you've tried before. There's all these things, right? Maybe you don't look good enough. Maybe you're not the right size. Maybe society you think is, is going to reject how you, how you are. All these things 
our lives we tell ourselves over and over and over and before you know it years have passed by in our life and we haven't even pursued it we haven't even actually said you know what i'm going to do the things that i want to do i don't care about fear and the cool thing that jessica pointed out is that it's not that fear completely goes away it's not that one day you wake up and you're like hey i have no fear in life like i don't fear anything i'm just going to do whatever Most people, if not everybody, has some sort of fear throughout their entire lives. But the thing that she pointed out, which is very important, it's very critical in your decision making, is that she recognized that she had fear and has fear, but she takes it head on. She goes through anyways. So the idea is that, you know, a lot of times we we talk ourselves out of things and we let this thing beat us down so much we let fear beat us down all the time and the honest the honest thing about it is that we're afraid of people's reaction that most of these people we don't even know most of the people that we think are going to make fun of us it could be some somebody that's close to you but a lot of it is people in society that we'll probably never even talk to You have to find a way every day to look fear head on the face and say, you know what? I got your number today. I got you. I'm going to take you head on. I know you're there. I know you're, you're going to be in my mind. I know you're going to talk me down. You're going to try to talk me out of this for the 18th billionth time. But guess what? On this 18th billionth and one time, I got you. And the same thing goes with everything we do in life. Everything. You know, if you're a person who maybe you're really wanting to get your weight under control. Okay? You want to get your weight under control. But for some reason, you've told yourself over and over, people will make fun of this large person working out or trying to get better. No. Nobody nobody that is trying to do better in life is ever going to make fun of you. Nobody that's been through fear and failure and they've kept picking themselves up off the ground a thousand times, will ever make fun of you. The people that will only make fun of you are those who have not started, are those who have not even attempted. Because what happens in life is that when you attempt to do something great in your life, it's the people that make fun of you are those who have actually not done anything. Because nobody that has done well and pushed through and persevered and knows what it's like to overcome fear will ever make fun of anyone else for trying to do the same thing. I guarantee you that. So you have to do what's best for you. You have to make a decision going back on, you know, if you're wanting to lose weight, hey, today's the day. Today's the day to just get out there, take 20 minutes, 15 minutes, do your thing, do your workout, and say, man, what a great day it was. I accomplished this task. And I said, you know what, fear, you don't matter. But we'll talk more about this. I don't want to ramble on uh, on this episode, but that was the fourth takeaway. The fifth takeaway is this. You have to challenge yourself to continually grow in your gift and continually grow in life overall. So one of the things that Jessica mentioned is that every time she goes up and does uh, a painting, there is a challenge involved. And if any of you have ever seen the painting on the side of a building, you have to think to yourself, especially me, and this is me talking because I have no artistic ability. When I see that painting, I'm like, how in the world 
were you able to get that color on that block and that line over there and then you drew this line and that's perfectly curved like I don't understand can't even begin to fathom on how it what kind of mindset or ability to be able to go up on a ladder up on a wall and create this picture it just kind of blows my mind but at the same time Jessica pointed out that it's always there are always challenges challenges don't stop you from doing your thing and pursuing your gift it's actually what makes you better and you know a lot of times in life we get to a point we think man that's too hard that's too challenging and we stop we give up we do we go to something else and we start to settle into this I guess you would say we start to settle into being the person that we are not supposed to be and we just accept the fact that well media mediocrity is okay but in reality when you start to meet these challenges when you start to face them head-on and you get through them it only makes you stronger every single time every time so that's your five takeaways encourage others in their gift love Mondays realize that there's somebody out there that needs you to use your gift Push through fear and challenge yourself to continually grow in your gift. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Human Plus Nature Show. Join me again next week for another episode of How to Be an Awesome Human. Have a wonderful day.